Marie, uh, how about those Irish? Ryan, I, I have to say it's it's a pretty good year for the Irish. Notre Dame, baby, taking it down last week, beating Clemson, beating Boston College. It's our year, folks, okay? Wow. Amy Coney Barrett, it's, it's, it's the Irish's year. <laughs> it's our year. Look, it's been a – listen, my yeah. Lakers won this year. Yeah. It's been a bit of a down year for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how Duke basketball is doing, but Notre Dame, bam. And I predict the Yankees are going to win the World Series next year. So literally – all my teams pretty much are on the up and up. I have a Yankee story, actually. Oh, the Yankees? Yeah. yeah. The New so, York Yankees or a different Yankee? I, I, I'm referring specifically. Yankee Doodle Dandy? No, I'm re- referring specifically to the New York Yankees. New York Chili. Baseball team. Bronx Bombers, as they're known as. Uh, so it's, you, you, do you remember the Yankees dynasty of the late 90s? Ryan, how could I forget? And yeah, you, I, I, I do. You know who else remembers it? The city of Atlanta. <laughs> do, you, do you remember? <laughs> the, 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 that the 90s Yankees they were the yeah. worst thing that happened to Atlanta yeah. since Sherman. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, they were a hot team until the Yankees came along. Um, do you remember one center field, fielder, Bernie Williams? Probably the most likable guy on the, those teams other than oh, Paul O'Neill. Likeable, likeable guy? Yeah, Paul O'Neill, likable guy. <laughs> Oh, well, I like I like Paul O'Neill. Anyway, well, they they, they they were known in the dugout. Paul O'Neill would play, I think, bass or guitar and Bernie or drums, and Bernie Williams would, sorry, Paul O'Neill would play drums, and Bernie Williams would play classical guitar, and they would jam out. Well, anyway, it turns out this election year, um, Bernie Williams' cousin, I believe it is, faint, is, like lost big time as county executive for Chautauqua County in New York. Well, anyway, I know the person who did the video for their campaign ad, and uh. And I'll have you know, and not to make you jealous or anything like that, but uh, he used my guitar as a prop and signed it for me. So, like, what kind of guitar is this? Is like an Ibanez or, or like? Well, well, I didn't let him use my good guitars. Okay. My Martin. My Martin's safe. Right. And, uh, you know, for my own viewing and playing, uh, it's a, it's a, I don't know, maybe a $200 Yamaha. Oh, all right. This whole intro was so that Ryan could name drop. Getting Bernie, his Bernie, Bernie Williams, Williams yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bernie Williams. Yeah, so I, I, I almost nearly met Bernie Williams, and um, we're, we're, we're kind of friends now. Right, that's the only reason why we're doing this episode is because Ryan wants to talk about Bernie Williams. Welcome back to the Square Podcast, Buffalo's premier podcast about Bernie Williams, apparently. All things rad. All things rad. He's, he is pretty rad. Well, folks, today is actually going to be a, as Ryan sort of alluded to in the intro, a music episode. We're going to have some fun. You're finally getting your candy, okay? We're going to talk about some of our favorite Thursday at the Square and... <laughs> And Canal Side. And I'm calling it right now. It's going to be Christmas candy. All right. I'm not normally a uh, Christmas starts before Thanksgiving guy, but in 2020, I'm letting it happen. Yeah. I'm embracing it. it. Yeah. I saw that meme too, Ryan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Christmas whenever. Christmas whenever. So I'm watching the Hallmark Channel. 
I'm eating holiday candy. Yeah, I'm eating red, white, and green candy corn. Yes. Now, I want to clear something up because, okay, candy corn gets a bad rap. But no, it doesn't. It sucks. No, I will kill you. (laughs) Candy corn gets a bad rap. Uh, But can we talk about when we're talking about a trash seasonal candy? Can we talk about how bad candy canes are? They're garbage, man. Get no, the hell out of no, here with that candy They're a nice candy. refreshing treat. Absolutely not. What do you do? You hold this little piece of candy and it gets all over your mouth and it gets yeah. sticky. Okay, I, I will agree that larger candy canes are a little too much, but you got to get the smaller ones. The, the ones that you can fit into your mouth. Yes, like, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, candy canes are, I'm with Reeve, candy canes are trash. Okay. Uh, the only candy canes I like, every year my mother makes uh, like a zillion fucking Christmas cookies. And she makes, uh, one of the cookies that she makes are uh, these red and white, like, intertwined uh, peppermint cookies that are in the shape of candy canes. Those are wonderful. Yeah. Those those are the candy canes I can get behind. <laughs> and, like, the, the ones that, are like, people, like, line lit candy canes up their driveway, like, they're, you know, like, they're uh, a flight tower and they're letting Santa know when they're going to, where to land. Those candy canes, <laughs> also okay. But, like... Just regular, like the twelve, the box of twelve candy canes. The only thing that's worse than the peppermint candy canes are the fruit flavored ones. Oh no, those are bullshit. Yeah, those are total bullshit. Well, I'm going to pose this question to our guest today, our pop culture correspondent Jess, who, who by the way, is full of Christmas cheer and uh, makes the best Christmas pierogies I've ever had. Jess, where do you fall on the the candy cane debate here? Are you a candy cane stan? Or are you, you know, a right, right-minded human being? My sister Jess, who uh, oh, will answer I, well, I guess I'm not a right-minded human being. I think you can eat a candy cane without getting it everywhere, as long as you don't eat it like a barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> I think I figured out my problem. Right. <laughs> we always have tons of um, um. My kids love them, and I disagree. I think the fruit ones are okay because they do have like Starburst flavored. Fruit candy canes that are not bad. <laughs> oh, Starburst is okay. Right, yeah, Starburst is a different story than yeah. that. Like, I'm talking about, like, just the generic fruit flavors. Oh. Or, like, you know, you're like, oh, well, geez, I guess I wanted cherry. Do you think the people at Big Candy Cane have tried to, like, get candy canes to catch on at other times of the year? Uh, Peppermint Park. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Peppermint Park. The fat cats at... Big candy cane have all convinced you that bark is the thing to do now. Mm-hmm. It's a scam. Mm-hmm. It's the official position but, of the Square Podcast. Bark, you, you know, scam. You know who succeeded where where bark and um, peeps have have tried and failed. Reese's. Yeah, Reese's yeah, can do yeah, anything. Yeah. They, they can, can do, do anything, anything. dude. Yeah. Right. Well, it's because it's it's not because like they're master executors of of programming. It's because chocolate and peanut butter is delicious. It's. Yeah, it's a win-win. I mean, I remember as a kid, like unless you have allergies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I remember as a kid, um, just taking like having like the uh, uh, Niagara candy candy bars to sell. Oh yeah, and always being left over with like just the plain chocolate ones. And my parents had to buy the rest of them because, like, <laughs> like, I sold out all the crisp rice ones. I sold out all the almond ones. And the plain chocolate ones, nobody wanted because nobody wants just plain chocolate. They were like, well, they're good. You have the rice crispy? Yeah, but I remember taking them and dipping them in, in like, Jiffy. <laughs> oh, wow. That sounds so good. 
The uh, the toasted the, almond were the ones I always oh, had left behind. Well, I, I I I like the mint and the peanut butter <laughs> Niagara chocolate bars. Yeah, the peanut yeah. butter's good. The yeah. mint's good. The caramel's good. Oh yes. Jess, did you ever have to sell those candy bars? If I did, I wasn't the one that sold them. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Uh, I was such a little, I was such a fat little kid that I would like eat half of them. And my mom would like, we had to do it for school and she was just like, well, whatever, we're just going to buy half. Nobody's going to buy these from us. So we'll just eat them. And then, yeah, (laughs) I I lucked out. My, my father worked at like a large factory and was popular among the people that he worked with. Oh, so he would take them and he'd be like, I'm not going to sell like a bunch of cases for you. So you can win some sort of goddamn prize. Like the bare minimum that you have to sell, I will sell for you because he knew that that meant that like when somebody else was selling candy bars for their fucking kid, he had to go buy a candy bar from that person. <laughs> right. It's, it's an understanding. Yeah, right. right. It's yeah. a, you know, so like I'll sell 60 fucking candy bars for you because you're too lazy to do it yourself. <laughs> I'll take care of it and uh-huh. you, you'll get, you'll get the money for French class or whatever garbage reason why you're selling candy bars. And then, uh, but that just means that like, I'm, he's like that he gets diabetes because of me. Yeah. Cause he's got to buy candy bars all throughout the year from everybody else. Quite the system, but, but you got to go to band camp that year. Yeah. But I got to go to band camp that yeah. year and, yeah. and it was, it was all in French. <laughs> <laughs> well, folks, aside from your literal candy talk, uh, yeah, no, the guys and, and gal, are going to remember some concerts. So in just a little bit, we're going to get into some of our favorite Thursday at the square and I guess canal side concerts, but first a little bit of news of the week going on. It's a Sunday. It's right before the bills game and 60 mile an hour winds. And we've, we've got an impending shutdown. Although I don't think things are going to get shut down because it's the, it's the major holiday buying season. Do you think we get a Black Friday this year, guys? Is that is that going to be a thing? I'm going to say no Black Friday. No Black Friday. I, I don't think that would be so bad. No. I, I'm not a retail worker, but shout oh. out to them yes. for uh, having to deal with that every year. And I would hate yeah. to uh, think that anybody has to put their life on the line because somebody wants a giant TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope we have no Black Friday this year. I mean, I know that we'll have Black Friday in like states that don't care, like Iowa. Yeah, but like in in real states, states that care about their citizenry, um, I hope we don't have Black Friday. We'll just save everything for Cyber Monday. I, I, I'm a Black Friday abolitionist anyway. I don't think it should happen. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't go anywhere that day. I don't care what it is. Um, and, and 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 the fact that you know we're kind of forced to not have it, I'm I'm all right with. I'm good with. Jess, are you always in line? Kind of nudging people in the ribs with your elbow to get, get ahead for, you know, the next big electronic device. Mm, no, <laughs> <laughs> I, I prefer shopping from my couch. Um, to be perfectly honest, if I need to, um, and for black Friday stuff, they, they started a lot of it online already this year. Um, or at least they're saying so. Um, but goodness, I, I I hope that they don't do anything large. It, that's just no, not no. worth it. No, it's I, it's I'm there with you. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not safe. It's 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 inhumane, realistically. Yes. Although, if you take a look at uh, and, and I have broken the 
social media fast a little bit thanks to this damn podcast just to see who <laughs> reacts to our posts. I'm a just a little sucker for that dopamine rush just to see what our what our stats are this week. But I took a look at the the hellhole that is Facebook and oh my boy, God. oh boy, the memes do you see oh my God. about specifically the threatened Buffalo shutdown. You know, a lot of uh, Andrew Cuomo at the dinner table type of things. Yeah. Well, uh, as, as we mentioned in, the, in this podcast before, we, we talked about Zoom copy, or I think we talked about Zoom copy. Um, but they're selling like stickers of Andrew Cuomo from like like the bridge in the nose up as your 11th guest for your Thanksgiving. So you can like just put a sticker of Andrew Cuomo on the window, like overlooking your family, enjoying Thanksgiving. What, what about this, this 10 PM bar closing time? I mean, uh, COVID's a vampire. COVID's a vampire. COVID's a vampire. So either, either places are safer. Or they aren't right. Well, I mean, so like, I, I, I understand the idea that like after a certain amount of time in a bar, yeah, people stop paying attention to the rules. True. After a, and, and, and it's not just time in a bar. It's not like like I spent six hours in a bar. I'm gonna I'm gonna not pay attention to the rules anymore. What it is is I've spent six hours in a bar. I'm I'm totally in the bag. I'm six sheets to the wind, <laughs> and the rules don't apply to me anymore because I'm right. too smart for them. All right, I guess I've been in situations where my my judgment lapses. Well, to be fair, Jim, that could be 10 a.m. at the pink. <laughs> oh yeah, the the pink should just be shut down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Friend of the pod, no. the pink. No, we'll no, be no, with no, there till you the till the bitter end. Baby. I don't. I don't mean the pink should be shut down. Like it should be closed. Like you know, they should move in with the SWAT team. <laughs> I mean, like right now during COVID times, because nobody is at the pink before ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. No, I mean nobody who has a healthy relationship with like. Any members of society. Oh, I was about to say, there's plenty of people there. There are, there are plenty of people there, but like they don't have a healthy relationship with literally one other person. You know, for all we know, the coronavirus started at the pink and spread from there. We, we could. I feel like you're going to get a little like the like the fact check thing, like the little arrow oh. that's like facts about the coronavirus. Yeah. Right. It's going to say you're wrong, but we know the real story. So speaking of the coronavirus. <laughs> everybody's yeah. favorite topic. So, I mean, we're talking about everything shutting down and people being recommended that to not have their family over for Thanksgiving and no gatherings larger than 10 people. And we're in the yellow zone, but uh, can't, we can't stay in the yellow zone for much longer with the, the scores we're pulling off the, the positive rate that we're, we're getting the number of hospitalizations that we have in Western New York. Um, we're going to be orange pretty soon. Um, schools are going to, a lot of schools have already announced that they're going fully remote that may have been hybrid. Um, I would expect by the time Thanksgiving comes around in two weeks that pretty much every school will be fully remote. The The schools that went fully remote at the beginning, like West Seneca District, look a lot smarter now. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good, Jim. But how about the gyms? <laughs> Cuomo, Please. I'm trying to get swole, dude. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's that's very troubling. And there's going to be a lot of different places that gyms included, I'm assuming. You're going to have to move to Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Gain- yeah. <laughs> Where there are no code. This, yeah. yeah, that's right. I'm going to yeah. take it down to Gainesville. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, there's a lot of places that are, 
I mean, I think we all knew that it was going to be a long haul, especially given the federal government response to all this. I don't think we realized how long the haul was going to be or that there was going to be a second honest to God uh, shutdown potentially looming. So it, it sucks. Be smart, be safe. You know, what else can we say? Wear a mask, wash your hands, Mm -hmm. do whatever. Don't listen to all the stupid fucking Facebook memes about it. Like just don't go on Facebook, right? Just don't go on. And and definitely don't go. I'll tell you what, if you were somebody who wanted to post memes on Facebook, go to parlor, go, go to, go to go. Right. And don't go anywhere near the Midwest right now. (laughs) Like just stay away. Like if somebody is like, Hey, could you come over for Thanksgiving? I'll pay you to come to Wisconsin. Don't go. Don't it's, go. You're dying. That's that's. Don't go. It's. I mean, in normal circumstances, I would say don't go. I mean, why would you want to go to Wisconsin? Um, but in these circumstances, especially more now than ever. Also, don't panic buy. We don't need to panic buy again. Oh yeah, no, I I, I, I went and bought every every single scratch of toilet paper I could find <laughs> in the area. Well, well, you know, we've talked about this before. Maybe you know, in, in private at least. Uh, let's let's all switch to bidets. Yeah, let's switch to bidets. Like I'm pro bidet. I'm I'm team bidet. Yep, especially now that I know that they come with dryers. Yes, because I was afraid, oh, I was yes. afraid that like I would just have a wet asshole the entire day. Oh, they they are very technologically advanced now. Right. Yes, but it, or that I'd have to get like the hair dryer out and then and, like reach around. And- mm-hmm. Now there there was a little bit of a bidet shortage during the first shutdown in April time frame. Mm-hmm. I think you're you're okay to get a bidet right now. That's that's. That's great to hear. I right. know what I'm going to buy on Cyber Monday. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's actually, I'm pretty sure I heard like Fauci was like, wear a mask and also get a bidet. Yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of uh, COVID people, though. <laughs> speaking uh, of bidets. Speaking yeah. of bidets. Speaking of uh, the COVID, uh, the Bills, bringing it back locally. Bills had their first positive COVID test with Josh Norman. Oh, that's right. Cornerback. Um, well, not only not only was so Josh Norman was positive, but then also due to the contact tracing, I think there was what four other players who uh, are going to have to miss the game yeah, today. Three or four other players. I think it's three players and a coach. Tyler Croft, tight end, Levi Wallace, safety, yeah. and another cornerback. Yeah, um, all have to miss the game today. Uh, just, uh, I mean, I guess it's. The good news is, is that it was only four people. They think, yeah, you know, yeah. not not a sports podcast again. But I mean, how one, if you live in Buffalo or care about Buffalo at all, the Bills are certainly on your mind. Two, coronavirus is definitely on your mind, regardless. And three, just watching the NFL put on this horrifying spectacle of slogging through, and it's funny because I think it's safe to say. That of all the sports leagues, the NBA accepting. But I think going into this NFL season, a lot of people lauded the NFL for really being prepared and ready for this as best as you can be with the testing and all that. And it still turned into a ridiculous spectacle of positive tests and players missing time. And the show must go on, but... Every week, it feels like we're just on the verge of having everything sort of collapse. Yeah, I mean, it's if you told me, like, if, if I could get betting odds in Vegas or in London or Reno or Wabash or wherever I could get betting odds, that, and like, I got 50-50 that the season won't be completed this year, 
I think I would take that. I disagree. I, there's going to be, listen, come hell or high water, there's going to be something called the Super Bowl. And there's going to be football playoffs. Like, again, the show must go on. There's too much money in the game. I think we see that in the college football world where those guys aren't getting paid. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And, and like, it's happening regardless, baby. I mean, how many games in college football this week were postponed or canceled? And just in the top 25, it was like six or seven. Yeah. I mean, what are the odds this changes to some uh, virtual Xbox tournament instead of an actual physical Super Bowl? What, what like a, maybe what if they could get the like the old electric football? Yeah, you, are you talking about the one where it just vibrates? Yeah, and, just yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, good luck to the Bills. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, they they have won because we are big Bills fans. Right. At the end of the day. Uh, so speaking of of COVID and shutdowns and recommendations that you have. And that's the thing is like that everybody's got to remember is that these are recommendations that are coming down from the state. Like, like Andrew Cuomo is not selling the state troopers into your house. If you have 11 people on Thanksgiving and shutting you down and putting you all in handcuffs uh, or even just one of you. I mean, he's, he's that's not happening. I mean, it might happen, but that's not why it happens. Right. Well, it's, yeah. it, well, it, it, if they're breaking up parties on Thanksgiving, if the state police are breaking up parties on Thanksgiving because there's too many people there, I would be shocked. Yeah. However, one of our elected officials, our erstwhile county controller, Stefan Mahilo, who I, on this podcast, on our very first episode, said is the worst politician in Western New York, <laughs> and I will stand by that, uh-huh. uh, this week has tweeted... And Instagrammed and on Facebook, a total of like four or five times, the same picture of County Executive Mark Polencars, Erie County Executive Mark Polencars, wearing a mask with nobody around him at Bidwell Park last week celebrating the Biden win. And each time it's like rules for thee, but not for me or some fucking nonsense like that. Wait, how dare he? About how... It, it's all about control. It's not about public safety. And, you know, Mark Poland cars, it, it, he can go out and party with Biden supporters, but you can't have your family over for Thanksgiving. And Stefan Mahalo, fuck you. You're what a, what a piece of shit you are. Hold on, Jim. You're telling me that Stefan Mahalo said something stupid and in bad faith? Are we no. talking about the same Stefan Mahalo? Yeah, no, it, it's, it's ridiculous. And like, Again, it's just this incredibly stupid mindset that, oh, well, because, and again, like, I understand where people are coming from because it sucks to have your life interrupted like this. And we are all going through it. It's not good. And things are changing and we miss our families and we miss our friends and we want to do stuff. But there's only one way out of this and it's being smart and responsible and trying to make hay out of people telling you to take the right steps and, well, you, know, you were out in a, in a park by yourself there, Mark, and you, you know, uh, you, well, uh. no, it's ridiculous. And frankly, that kind of mindset and propagating that will cost people, more people, their fucking lives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You know, you know who Stefan's probably hanging out with right now? Mike Caputo. Well, him and, 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 and possibly the Frank, Franklinville Empty Pockets guy. Oh, the Franklinville Empty Pockets guy. Yeah, what's going on with him, Ryan? 
Well, evidently, he didn't show up to court, and uh, he was recently picked up um, by by a state by state police and uh, and, and brought in. Uh, if you're not familiar, he uh, he was famously angry wearing I don't know like oversized white New Balance shoes with probably cargo shorts outside empty pockets, yelling racist things at and, and, protesters. And he, and he had a knife. He was menacing people. With menacing a knife. people with a knife. Yes. Cattaraugus County's finest. Yeah. So what happened? Did they bring him in? Did they they, they, they him brought or? him in and brought him into Buffalo? Huh. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, um, I, I remember reading this article uh, on in the Buffalo News this week. It was just a small blurb about the guy, and it had his name. And I'm not going to give him his name. He doesn't deserve any press. I think we gave his name in the, that first episode. We talked about. Yeah. It so go back and listen to go it back again. and listen to that. Um, but. Uh, that he was arrested that uh, the state police barracks in Machias, New York. Shout out to Machias. Go yeah, Machias. Machias. Yeah, Front Front to the pod, Machias. Watch out for that one intersection of Machias, by the way. Right, yeah, where the 16 makes it hard left in Machias. Home of the Zucchini Festival in Machias. That's right. People really shit their dicks over vegetables down there. <laughs> Jess, how often do you go to the Zucchini Festival? Once a year? Every year? Uh, I, I I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, uh, <laughs> I better I better see you there next year. You but, got big zucchini, uh, oh, yeah. you got fried zucchini, you got zucchini bread, any, uh, you know, all that. Right, the zucchini flowers. Oh, yes. Yeah, just the, uh, oh, yeah, you can do, you can do like, like upwards of like 10 things with zucchini. Yeah, I would much rather talk about the zucchini fest than this Franklinville guy and give him more airtime. Uh, or more oxygen than needed. But we'll, we'll turn this around into a positive that I think that hopefully a lot of the, the protest movements that we saw across the country, certainly the ones that we saw locally, we've talked about some potentially hopefully positive developments. So I am going to focus on that part. And this guy, this dipshit, you know, hey, deal with the consequences, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Re, I'd, I'd like to circle back to our... Um you know, maybe maybe a little lighter subject. Our Nate watch, our Nate watch. Now, now a private citizen. Any, any any updates there? He is a private citizen. He's also a local influencer now. So, I I am I look at Nate solely through the lens nowadays as a as a Buffalo influencer. And and my God, he's still tweeting. He's he's tweeting through it. I I think he's finally accepted that that he's lost. Not that. <laughs> the vote tallies would were up for debate in any way, but he's uh you know he's doing his thing. I hope I hope he still keeps tweeting. I hope he I, I hope he comes on the show. Frankly, I I think we could probably get him on. Please, yes, Nate, if you're listening, and I have a feeling you might be. I just I he strikes me as the kind of guy that if he knows that there's a group of people talking about him, he'll jump in. Mm-hmm. We'd honestly love to have you. Yeah, I will. I will share. I will share a, a gold tweet from Nate earlier today. This is Sunday uh, here. You ready for this? Yes. I'm not ready, but let's go with it. Nelson Mandela did 500 push-ups, squats, and endless sit-ups a day in his jail cell. He shadow boxed, ran in place, and wrote six to seven hours a day at night, alone, hiding, after working a full day in the prison quarry. I must try and never take a day of my life for granted. <laughs> I mean, it's a great point. It's a great point. N- Nelson Mandela was hard as hell. All right. Oh, for sure. Nelson Mandela was hard as hell. It's just very funny that 
<laughs> Nate, the, the lesson he learned from Nate Manda- Nelson Mandela was be better in prison. Right. <laughs> Do more push-ups and squats and shadow right, yeah. box. Right. Nelson Mandela, famous not for his humanitarian work or his diplomatic leadership, but for his commitment to CrossFit. I will also I'll also extend the offer to Nate McMurray to uh, you know tra- train some powerlifting if, mm-hmm. if he does so desire. How much do you think he can clean? Uh, clean, clean or clean and press? Clean. All right, clean and press. I'm, I'm, Bucket clean, and quarter. Let's, I'm, clean and press. I'm, I'm going to say he can clean one thirty five. Clean and press. Eh, maybe about the same. Yeah. Nah, maybe a little less. I'm going to say buck and quarter. Buck and a quarter. Buck and a quarter. All right, that's the over under. Nate, if you're listening to this. Come on the show and tell, tell us how much you can clean and press. Mm-hmm. Right. Prove so, it to us. Prove show it to it. us. We'll put the video online. If Hell, you, yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, if he shows it to us, like if he puts a video online of him clean and pressing, I will share that on every social media. I will make a parlor mm-hmm. account and go on there and share it. That's how dedicated we are. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Well, now we're on to the main topic of the show, something that I'm super excited about. Yes. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite we're finally going to the square virtually we're, we're talking about some of our favorite thursday concerts the, the og thursday in the square the, the original thursday square which went from 1986 to 2011 and was called thursday in the park until 1994 mm-hmm. really thursday in the park wow wow yeah that 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 well-known massive park lafayette <laughs> square wow so i think some people often describe New York City as well in, in, in terms of like sitcoms. They they refer to Seinfeld as how New York was mm-hmm. in the old in, in the older days, the heart the harder, grittier New York. Right, the old New York. Yeah, right, and right. then Friends just largely describes how it's been since, you know, maybe the mid nineties where it's a little more commercial. Right, and, and our yeah. and the current president soon to be non-president yeah like his mindset he's stuck in old new york old new york way old new york he's stuck in like like nine early 1980s yes new york where like Times square is a mess and everything is violent mm-hmm. um, but but i think um we, you know when you refer to the original thursday in the square that's old buffalo yes it's old buffalo right that's, that's pre-renaissance buffalo. that's buffalo club buffalo yes yes yeah and, and, and then and then you know since the Renaissance, uh, that's more Saturn Club. Mm-hmm. Thursday at the Square, I mean, I don't have to tell anybody listening who is aware of it, but just in case maybe you're a little too young to really remember that time. And I'm fairly, relative to our group here, I'm, I'm on the younger end. So, I, you know, I didn't get to experience like the 90s Thursday at the Square or anything. Um, I guess I was there for more of the tail end, really, like the 2000s years. But I think we talked about this a little bit in our first episode, but just to kind of reiterate, that to me is really the spirit of Buffalo in a lot of ways. Just this cool, open, vibes-only type of place where everybody's just kind of hanging out, having a good time. It's right in the middle of the city, just cross-section of life, music, performers, people, like... Everybody came to the square. Mm-hmm. Anybody and everybody came to the square. So, yeah, we're just remembering some of our favorite times, favorite concerts, just talking about it. We'll probably talk about this topic again because it's such a rich one, but happy to uh, have Jess on today as well to help us remember remember some music, some good times. Jess, do you remember your first Thursday in the square? 
Thursday at the square. It was never Thursday in the square because it couldn't be. Uh, they, they couldn't use the word in. Th- they couldn't use the word in because they didn't want it to be tits. Yes. Jeez. It had to be tats. Uh, it took me oh gosh um i honestly don't remember my first one but i remember um a a lot of other ones Mm. and i think my most memorable was going to see p-funk it was just which which p because p-funk performed twice there it was the second time okay i remember the first time and the first time they, they performed was 2009. Yeah. And it was definitely the most weed that I smelled and saw at Thursday at the Square. <laughs> and that's, that's saying a lot. That's saying for a lot. Because, like, like, Thursday at the Square, it's not like it was like, it wasn't like there was Mormons around. Like, there was a lot of weed around. But P-Funk in 2009, definitely the most I've seen. Like, it was the most drugs I saw out in the open since I was at Woodstock 99. So Jess, and, and, and any memories, any 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 anecdotes, any stories from from that that particular concert the second time around? Oh gosh, you know now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been the first one if it was 2009. To be perfectly frank, back I can uh, I can understand if your memory is a little fuzzy. Y- you know, <laughs> referring uh, to the previous discussion so about the drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I remember when I well. I, it had to be around then. I was a brand new um, to Buffalo. Um, I had started a new job, and my best friend lived up there too. And uh, at work, I got roped into this like bar volleyball league, and <laughs> I suck at volleyball. I, I can't. I can't do it at all. And we were just like the worst. We literally never won a game. We just showed up for the free beer coupons they gave you after. Oh yeah. And so anyways, uh, the night before I had volleyball and I busted my arm, I had this like big knot on my arm. Uh, my best friend and I were convinced that I probably like broke it. <laughs> Playing. <laughs> and so she came over and we were going to go to the hospital or urgent care just to, you know, cause it hurt real bad. Yeah. And then we happened to be driving downtown and saw <laughs> that, uh, that P-Funk was going to play and we're like, eh, we'll stop here instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we ended up hopping in. It was the wildest thing. One of the things that I remember the most outside of just the dancing um, was this. It was a grown up. I know that for sure. Um, wearing only a diaper. <laughs> just, just a diaper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, m- m- you know, m- much like our president probably does in private. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in the Lincoln bedroom, he's wearing only right. a diaper. Yes. All right. So, so this guy's wearing wearing a diaper. I don't know if there's any more to the story. There doesn't that, need is that to it? be any more that, right? that story. Man, right. wearing a diaper in public is enough for me. Right. Uh, like, you know, you don't have to sex is, it up. That wasn't the weirdest part of like that. Like, it wasn't weird. For whatever reason, it made. Complete sense for that guy to be there in a diaper based on everything yeah. else that was happening. <laughs> he fit right in. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about. You know, people wearing diapers, just fitting right into to the vibe that we had. My first Thursday at the square, and I, I looked it up the year in the faithfully updated Wikipedia article, by the way. Shout out to whatever oh. Wikipedia editor yeah. has like updated every Thursday at the square concert date from 1991 to 2011. Right. Yeah. Um, but my first Thursday at the square 
I was, do a little math, I was like 13 or 14. It was Real Big Fish. Oh, beautiful. In 2003. And so this is the first time I had ever been at Thursday at the Square. And I was, if you can believe this, fellas, I was a little bit nerdy and awkward. Okay? No. I, was, I know. I can't believe it either. But it was the first time I like sorted. Like, not, not from the chess club guy. I can't believe that. Not from the drama club guy. Right. No. Yeah. But I was a little nerdy and I was a little awkward. And I had done like a a slow dance before. Okay. I'd done that. But I never actually like skank dance with a girl. Like, like you know, like the arms flailing mm-hmm. and whatever. And this is real big fish. This is ska. That's mm-hmm. what people do. So What a weird time in history that was when ska became Suddenly popular for like I, I liked it. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, it was great. Yeah, like you know, I I still have a Bucko Nine albums around oh, somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, but what a weird time in musical history that like all of a sudden like at the same time like everybody decided like ska was going to be like popular music for mm-hmm. for six months. Well, it was certainly a weird time in my life where this cute girl is like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna skank with me?" I'm like. Yes, whatever you just said, I will do it. I I did not know what that meant, but I was going to do whatever the hell skanking was to, to real big fish. And so my equally socially awkward friends are like, <laughs> like, you know, you know, how like teenage boys, like young teenage boys, like yeah, dancing with a girl. And uh, I was like flailing my arms and you, you can't see, see me gesticulating over the podcast. Jess can see me like waving my arms <laughs> here. And I was like kicking out my legs. I'm like, yeah, but it was so cool. It was like, to be down at the square and to hear people talk about for years, like, Oh, Thursday at the square. That's just what happens in the summertime. And I'm like, Oh, I finally got to have my experience to go there and like have a memory. Oh man. I still, I don't know who the hell that girl I skanked with that day was, but it doesn't matter. I will have that memory for the rest of my life. So my first uh, Thursday at the square show was 2001. I graduated from college like two weeks before this. And it was Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, speaking of ska music. Oh, baby. And the place was fucking packed. Um, it was like, uh, people still remember the impression that I get, right? Uh, that n- crazy, insane song. People went nuts for it. Um, still sounds as fresh today as it I would go nuts then. for it if I heard it right now. Yes. Right. I mean, yeah. um, and uh, I, I remember I ran into a lot of people I went to college with. We we end up getting drunk and going to Chippewa afterwards. Mm-hmm. I probably drove home, which I definitely should not have done. <laughs> oh no! There's a statute of limitations on these things, yeah. these right? Things, in right, case right, any police right, officers yeah. are listening, right? Right. right. I, I, don't, don't incriminate yourself <laughs> by any means. In case any insurance company is listening, I definitely stayed somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and I, I wouldn't suggest that anybody drink at Thursday at the square and then go and drink some more and then drive mm-hmm. anywhere. Um, not even on a bicycle at this point in my life, but you know, it was a different time. It was pre nine 11. My, my, my <laughs> it was a free for all back then. <laughs> my, my first experience Sloan. Sloan. So, huh? so, so yeah, yeah. Can it, huge in Canada, right. And maybe not so much in, in the large United States, but you know, in the Northeast, definitely. And power punk, I'm a big power punk person or power pop. Sorry. Power pop, not, not yeah. power punk. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know whenever, I, I, you know, 
whenever they're down, whenever they come down, I, I tend to go see them, even even when they're uh, at Canal Side. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll go I, check them out. I, I have on my list here of, of two shows, twice uh, Sloan, both right. 2006, 2011. Yep. So um, 2006, uh, the openers were Allison Pipitone Band mm-hmm. and Johnny Nobody. Ooh. And in 2011, the opener was Johnny Nobody again. Wow. And uh, I went to go see, as much as I like Sloan, I went to go see Johnny Nobody just as much as I went to go see Sloan. Um, 2006, uh, I was 27, 26, 27 years old, and I was spending a lot of time at Mohawk Place. <laughs> like, like <laughs> just like, in a, like oh. a, a crazy amount yeah, of I, my... I've got some Mohawk Place stories. My yeah. time I was going to say, Ray, you remember that time we got kicked out? Yeah, I, rem- <laughs> I remember that time. I do. That was um, a hell of a night. And and uh, Johnny Nobody was in heavy rotation at, at Mohawk Place. Like they performed like every like three weeks that they they had a gig at, at Mohawk Place. Um, and Andy, the the lead singer from Johnny Nobody, um, was somebody that I considered like well, a friendly acquaintance. Maybe slightly leaning more towards friend, but definitely like acquaintance ish. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I. I, so I was like, well, I'll go see Johnny Nobody, except this time for free, as opposed to paying $5 and, and paying two fifty per PBR. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 2006 would have been the old Mohawk place, by the way. The old Mohawk place. Where now, uh, where the stage is now it was the bathrooms back then. Yeah, right, yeah. Where the bathrooms are now was the pool table. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. where like the that kind of half stage next to where the sound guy is now was the actual performing stage. Mm -hmm. And I saw around this time, I saw the Sahara Hot Nights open for Mooney Suzuki at Mohawk Place. (laughs) (laughs) And Mooney Suzuki was great. Mm -hmm. The Sahara Hot Nights blew the fucking roof off that place. I had never gotten the, like, I never, I never got it why people, like, specifically women in stereotypically would be groupies. But holy shit, like, any single one of those women from Sahara Hot Nights, I wanted to breed with that night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, bring it back to the square. <laughs> bring it back to uh, specifically Thursday at the square. One of my favorite things was getting to experience different kinds of music that the promoters with Buffalo Place specifically went out of their way to bring in all sorts of different kinds of acts. Was there for you guys, I'll I'll throw this question out to the group. Was there any concert that you can remember where you felt like your horizons were expanded a little bit? Something that you didn't think you would like or that you'd be into that you went to a Thursday at the square concert and you're like, Oh, this shit is really cool. No, Okay. No, not Sorry. for me. Is that like the right. rule of yeah. headlines, where yeah. like the headline is a question, you can always answer it as no. No, no yeah, no. yeah. Uh, so I think your your question is: Are you surprised and 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 were were you enlightened by it? I'll, I'll give you mine. Right? Yeah. I'll give I mean, you mine. Okay. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Yeah, well, like I, I will just say, like while it was a, a place to go and a thing to do, I I skipped a lot if I wasn't interested. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a fair answer. Right? Even even when I worked downtown. And I had to like drive past it. I skipped a lot, or 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 to be fair, when I worked downtown in like the early two thousands, when I was working for the board of elections from like two thousand two to two thousand three, like I may have 
skipped Thursday in the Square, but I may have parked on like Huron and just gone to Mohawk Place for the for the <laughs> evening. I'll I'll give you my example. I, I have yeah. a couple of them actually. So specifically, 2006 was a big year for me apparently. But I saw Robert Randolph and the Family Band. Oh, that's a good one. An institution oh, yeah. of Thursday mm-hmm. at the Square. And I was not somebody at that point in my life who would think that I would like any kind of like jam music. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it just wasn't on my radar. And seeing these guys just go up there and like just jam and have fun. And they did that thing where they were like switching instruments and stuff. Oh, yeah. It was just so cool. And I'm not good, any kind good of slide guitar, right? right yeah, yeah, the yeah, slide yeah, 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 guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was never my thing until I went to a show live and saw it. And I'm not saying I'm like like a huge fish fan or anything like that, but I'm just saying like that sort of opened a horizon of music for me that previously I was just like, what the hell? Why would you ever like that? And then I saw it. I'm like, oh, you, sick. You, you know, that jam band discussion, you know, op- opens up like the Blue Heron. Jess, I know you're, you're a big Blue Heron and like jam band and all that. I don't know if you've got <laughs> you've got any interesting uh, stories there. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, are they too interesting? Fair. They might be too interesting. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, I haven't been in a few years. Once, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once I had kiddos, uh, my my little bit more reckless days kind of slowed down. But oh goodness, that's all I could think of earlier when he mentioned P Funk that he had never been in a place outside of Woodstock that smelled. Um, then I, all I could think of was, well, you've never been to the Heron. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I will say, um, when you're talking about going to, to the square and it kind of expanding your music, I, I had more of that experience at the Heron and they would have, um, those most, you know, they always had the really great headliners at night and everyone would be dancing all night. And then they'd have these really obscure bands play in the middle of the afternoon because everybody was passed out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So where, where, was, remember, where was the Heron? I'm sorry, because I'm not familiar with the Heron myself. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's closer to Pennsylvania. It's in New York. It's in a little uh, town called Sherman, New York, and it's um, mostly like farmland and like Amish folks, um, and it's a big thing. It's been going on for years and years. Um, R- Rusted Root famously, I think, plays there every year, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, not well, not so much anymore, but they yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that I will say um, was a good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put on a good show. But um, the first time I ever heard the Avett Brothers, um, who are really, really popular now. Yeah. They were like a no-name band, and they played at the Heron in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday after the first big party night. Um, and it was probably just one of the like fondest memories I have. Um, and then I actually, to bring it back to the square, um, one of the last free concerts I've ever seen them play. Cause now they just sell out everywhere. Yeah. yeah they were at the square too. COVID, yeah. but, um, was going to see them at the square and that was such a killer show. Yeah. They're so good. I, I will take it away from the square for a minute just cause we're talking about the Avid brothers, yeah. but I actually circa 2011, this is after they became like fucking huge, but they were performing at a festival in new England, the life is good festival. 
you ever see those little life is good stickers oh yeah on cars and stuff well they have a or they had i don't know if they still do this but they had a music festival every year and my ex-girlfriend and i we actually volunteered to work the festival for like a four or five hour shift i was just kind of slinging beers and then we just got to go to the festival all weekend and i got to see the avid brothers for free it was it was so good. It was so cool. Uh, they put on a hell of a show, but I did not see them when they came to the square in 2009. Um, but I, yeah, I have to imagine they put on a hell of a show then too. They're they're a pretty good band. Uh, it's not all rainbows and butterflies here. I don't know how I got into Maroon Five territory. But yeah, sure, guys. What is what's your worst Thursday at the square? If do you remember any that were just like. Oh, this I, is kind of lame. I, I know it, it wasn't that the the show was lame. Uh, my worst th- Thursday at Square. It's back in two thousand two. Um, I remember the remember the show because it rained like a motherfucker the entire fucking time. The openers played, and then the headliner didn't play. Oh, they canceled it. They did reschedule the headliner to come back the next year, and this was for They Might Be Giants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was a huge They Might Be Giants fan in college. I went to go see them like three times when I was in college. Um, drove like three hours to Cornell one time to go watch them shoot the cannon off for James K. Polk. Um, and was super excited to go see them at Thursday in the Square. Like, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome. It rains so goddamn hard that they had to cancel the show. And I know that they, they Might Be Giants came back the next year. But for whatever reason, I couldn't make it. So it's been since like 1998 since I've seen They Might Be Giants live. Oh my god, that Terrible. sucks. Terrible. And they were supposed to come. They were supposed to come to Buffalo this year. Uh, That's we, right. We had tickets to go see They Might Be Giants, and damn coronavirus happened. And you know the most heartbreaking thing of all this is we didn't get to see They Might Be Giants in right. April. Right. So yeah, that sucks. What about you, Ryan? Did you ever have a, a not-so-great experience down at the old square? You know, I, I, I haven't had a terrible time ever there. Um, I, I honestly can't think of a bad time. You know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, there were, oh, I couldn't find my friend. Oh, where are they? But I found him. But that was just like, you know, drunken panic. That's it. Mm-hmm. So my buddy worked the merch table oh, yes. down at the square Yeah, uh, for many years. And so I would, a lot of times I would just go to Thursday at the square concerts just to hang out with him for a while. So I probably experienced more concerts than I might've otherwise just to go hang out with my buddy. And the one I remember that I was just like, Oh, this sucks was I'm looking up the year to see when it was. I want to say it was 2008, 2009. Do you guys remember that terrible Augustana band with that said, I think I'll go to Boston. No, no, nobody. I don't, I don't remember. Listeners no. of the pod no. will remember that terrible song and that terrible band, but they were assuredly a one hit wonder band, mm-hmm. which is fine. Except when you're a one hit wonder band, you have to know how to work your playlist. Meaning your hit comes at the end. Uh, oh, oh yeah. Your hit has to come at the end or else people are like, okay, I'm good. I heard your song. Well, Augustana clearly did not get the one hit wonder memo or did not realize that they were such because they played their song like, I don't know, like two or three songs in. 
Oh no. They Terrible. played that Boston song. Yeah. And then people just left en masse and they're like, uh <laughs> the, the only way you can do that is if you play it early and play it again as your last song. I mean, that I sucks. I, 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 I thinking of like somebody playing that their their song at the end. I think of 2011. Uh, the first show in 2011 was Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zero. Oh, beautiful yes. concert! Yes. Beautiful concert. The weather was amazing mm-hmm. for that day. Yeah. Um, um, but they waited until the end, until their encore to play home. That's what you got to do. That's that's how you handle that. Is you um, I I spent the entire day stationed at uh, Soldiers and Sailors. Which is the name of the statue there, the Civil War monument? Um, I I was just hung out there the entire day, and waiting for them to play home, and they made me wait as long as they possibly could. Like the BPD was going to come and kick them off the stage. <laughs> Speaking of bands that have that played great shows there, though, um, and sticking to one album, like Edward Sharp and Magnetic Zeros, basically stuck to like their most recent album. In 2005, I don't remember the other bands that played, but the Deers played. The Deers. The Deers. Great band. And it was a year after No Cities Left had come out, and they played basically that album. They they weren't the headliner, but they were like second headliner or whatever, and they played a, a, just a, a killer set. It was another really nice day. And I, uh, one of the things I loved about going to Thursday at the Square was you would run into your friends and you might you, like it was very organic. Like you just ran oh, yeah. into them. You like yeah. you didn't you didn't make a plan to see them. You just ran into them. Mm-hmm. And I ran into one of my friends there, and uh, and her and I have this kind of relationship where I just said, you know, really, you, your tits look great today. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and Jim, you are canceled. <laughs> wow. And, okay. And, and we have that kind of relationship. And she mm-hmm. was, you know, mm-hmm. she was like, well, thanks. Uh, she goes, you know, but I, I'm getting a reduction. And I said to her, well, I won't think less of you, but I'll think of you less. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> Thank, no. Thanks, Jim, for that anecdote. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you get the slide whistle. You get the today, slide man. whistle of shame. Guys and, and gal, I look at the list of performers over the years, and I realize that Thursday at the Square was great for cultivating a lot of bands that they would have come back over the years. Mm -hmm. So they might not even have been like the biggest bands, although they might go on to be pretty big later on. Um, But there were bands that played at the square year after year that built a, a following in Buffalo here. Were there any bands that you were always excited to see on that schedule from year to year, I, I mean, Sloan was definitely one for me. Sloan was up there. Lowest of the low is, and I never got into them, but I know they're they're huge. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's not just bands. Like it, it was a lot of Canadian bands, a lot of Canadian bands on the, uh, you the, know, the schedule. Another band that I don't think ever ever played at the Square, but was huge around here and not, probably not anywhere else. Sheila Divine. Sheila Divine, yeah. I think played there. Did they, they play had, there? They had yeah, to yeah, play yeah. there. Yeah, I just don't remember it. I'm I'm gonna look through the the list here. The one that came to mind for me, there's two actually. So one was the um, was Sam Roberts, the Sam Roberts band. Oh, mm-hmm. good good band. They they really made their hay in Buffalo here. They they developed a big cult following from those square performances. They'd play a, a lot around here, and I just remember that people would be so hyped up for that. Uh, the other artist is Grace Potter. 
Grace Potter built a huge following here in yeah, Buffalo with yeah. her with her square concerts and and then she did get relatively big like I don't know circa 2009 2010 right so she was definitely those are definitely a couple of my favorites um I'm looking at some other ones here that I might not have went to but I know we're we're pretty popular around here I think Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, not like they're some small band, but they definitely played here a few times. They played a couple mm-hmm. of times, and you know, and um, like I said, in the 2001 show, I remember much more distinctly than say like the 2003 show, um, 2001 show, it was just packed to the gills. I mean, um, that you know, they had the if you remember the old Thursday at the Square setup, um, where all of the porta potties were set up along mm-hmm. the wall by the the central library, and it was when the Boston's played, people were standing back by the uh, um, porta potties just to listen to the music because wow. it was that packed. Like That's it crazy. Was, it was pushed past Washington Street. De- definitely no Metro Rail coming down Main Street that day. No. Yeah. Jess, was there ever like a band or a concert that every year you're like, hell yeah, we got to go to? <laughs> when I think of the square, it was just always like, spontaneous you know mm-hmm. okay it was always like we're gonna show up and we're gonna have a good time and it was like i worked downtown for a little while too and it's like when you go out of work you just heard it and you're like you know what i don't know what's gonna be at this party but it's gonna be a good one <laughs> <laughs> i was on the other end of the spectrum i was somebody who was like refreshing the page every every couple days to see like if they'd updated the schedule so I would always try to plan out during the summers because we didn't have a car. So I'd have to take the bus downtown. I grew up in South Buffalo, which is not that far of a bus ride. But it if you live in South Buffalo, downtown seems like a million miles away. Oh, yeah. For, from from South Buffalo. If there. you have to use the public transportation, yeah. it, which we talked about when we met, yeah. we talked with Dr. Weaver from Cornell. Uh, thanks, NFTA. Uh, the public transportation around here blows. Blows. Yes, but I will say when I worked downtown, when I worked in City Hall for uh, for a period of time, that, yeah, I would go down to the square, too, and just, right, like, I, there are times when I didn't know who was playing, and we just went down to the square and hung out, uh, probably some of the best times that mm-hmm. I'd had, just because you didn't know. It wasn't like you're, like, excited or had any expectations. You are just like, yeah, okay, I'm going to hang out, drink some beers, and be pleasantly surprised. So... Re, Jess, Ryan, my rad boy. Yes, I'm the rad boy. So do you know who was the last band to play actually Thursday at the Square at the Square? Uh, Headline. No? I, I do not know. I saw it on the Wikipedia. I'm not going to spoil it. I'm going to let you have this, but I, I kind of remembered it before I saw it on the Wikipedia. It was, it was Tokyo Police Club. Wow. No kidding. No, and I had seen them at Sound Lab. R.I.P. Sound Lab pouring out for a sound. Definitely pouring out. Um, in 2008, one of the openers, and when I saw them at Sound Lab in 2008, by the way, Ryan was Smoosh, 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 which eventually changed their name to Chaos Chaos. Okay, and Chaos Chaos is famous for doing the song Terry Fold with Justin Roiland <laughs> for Rick and Morty. Oh, that's a good one. So, so I, I, so I like that's. So- so that, you, you hold that memory in your Terry flaps. I, I keep it in my Terry flaps. Yeah. I keep it warm and uh-huh. I hold it. Uh-huh. Um, 
So like that's how many like degrees of separation I am from Justin Roiland now is actually is uh, uh, I was at a smooth show in 2008 and then they recorded Terry Folds with Justin Roiland in like 2019 or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, uh, but uh, the Tokyo Police Club show. Just Chef's Kiss, great, beautiful. beautiful uh, they, they were they're beautiful. When I saw them at Sound Lab, I seen them at Sound Lab twice. Yeah, um, the first time was in 2008. I saw them in early in 2011, early in the year before they came and played at uh, Thursday at the Square. Uh, Tokyo Police Club, just fantastic. If you get a chance to see them, I would go see them anytime. Um, you know, one of those bands that it probably should be bigger than it is, but you know yeah. they're Canadian. Yep. Yep. They're too nice. They're just too nice. Too nice. So I'm trying to remember. I think my last Thursday at the Square, I know that was the last one, but I think my last one, because I didn't go to that one, unfortunately, but I think the last Thursday at the Square I went to was the uh, Grace Potter and the Nocturnals yeah. with the Fits and the, uh, Fits and the Tantrums oh, at Southside. That's a huge one, Fits and the Tantrums, yeah. Yes, and that was before they became like right, huge, right. huge, where they right. were like kind of like a neo- soul funk band mm-hmm. when they first came out and then they pivoted to like a weird pop band pop dance yeah 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 soul they had that hands clap song right and i'm like who the hell is this and i saw it was fits in the tantrums i'm like what but at that time they were just like a groovy kind of funky band grace potter as always just kicked unbelievable amounts of ass she's so good yeah she is such a dynamic mm. performer i would go see her tomorrow barring covid um but yeah that was kind of the last memory i have with the square ryan do you remember your jeez last actual down at the square i don't know I'm gonna, I'm gonna extend it uh, uh a, a little bit maybe not at the square I mean, j- just uh, just the end of the free concerts, right? Whether it be this at, at, at Lafayette Square, Canal Side, and it was kind of that that kind of marked an end of an era for me. I mean, I understand why they charge a little bit now, but uh, you know, just just kind of meandering downtown, wherever wherever it might be, and and going and enjoying yourself, drinking a few beers. It's just kind of not that way anymore, right? No, it's um, we lost something because I like I I'll. Second that, like the Canal Side, the year after uh, Tokyo Police Club was the last one to play at the Square, the next year, 2012, the first year they had a Canal Side, Jesus and Mary Chain played. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, they put on a great show. Anyways, Jessica Perret. Is that for Mad Men? Is for that- Mad Men. <laughs> Megan Draper. That's right. That's right. Came out and did two songs with them. Wow. At Canal Side. Uh, that's unbelievably cool, <laughs> right? I mean, just like, and you know, like this is 2012, so this is like pre her being Megan Draper, right? I'm trying to do the math in my head. I, I yeah, I, it sounds right to me. It's 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 close. Mad Men was a thing already. Mad Men was a huge thing, yeah. right? Circa 2012, right? Mad Men was a, a huge thing. You know what? She may already have been Megan Draper at that I time. I was about to say, 2012, I'm pretty sure she was Megan Draper. She may have been Megan Draper already, but she came out and did two songs with Jesus and Mary Chain, and it was, I mean, like, people went nuts. People had no idea who the hell she was were going nuts. The people who, like, were knew that she was Megan Draper were, like, like actual, like having like catatonic states, like <laughs> losing the minds, just you know, yeah. Jim screaming at the top of his lungs, sing Zooby Zoo. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'm. 
I'm trying to think. I don't think I went to a ton of the down at the um, Canal Side concerts, mm-hmm. at the free ones. I think once they left the square, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just like, it's a, well, it's a little bit more commercial now. They get they get bigger name acts and all that, which is good. Not knocking it. It's but fine. just not the same kind of essence about it. Well, it's fine, right? And that's I think that's been sort of our thing from the beginning is we're not against progress. Right. We're not against like, hey, the harbor side, you know, canal side coming up and, and really developing. I think that's a net good. A lot of good people put work into getting us to that place. But I think in the process, we have lost some of that that spirit, that essence of the old Buffalo in that in, in you know in that exchange and maybe that's just what happens like maybe that's what happens to cities as they modernize or whatever but at the same time i think that spirit is still there um and i think thursday at the square was buffalo to me at its finest where mm-hmm. you could have else all different sorts of acts playing at the square all different kinds of people coming down and you know you just get it all right no i i 100% agree i mean i miss the square in a way that I would never miss canal side. And part of that is nostalgia. You know, I get that, you know, I mean, uh, uh, part of my peak, like post-college life, you know, for the, the first 10 years after college was a lot of time spent at Thursday at the square, um, at least from May till August. Um, so I get that nostalgia is a large part of that. But I think there was something else about it. I mean, like, please shut down Court Street again. Like, close the roads. Put on a concert. Like, I get that Canal Side is ostensibly a, a, quote, better place to have a concert. But I enjoyed that. Like, it was actually right in the middle of the fucking city. You know, with City Hall overlooking it, with um, the those various the buildings that have names. Um around the square overlooking it, like the Liberty buildings right there. Um, you had the mid uh, midday club in the Liberty building and you had people up there sometimes looking down, um, you know, hotel, the Lafayette, which was, was trash back then. Absolute trash back then. Uh, it was not trash. It was a good time there too. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see it all redone and it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. But I have a lot of really great memories sitting at that dirty bar listening to a random jazz band. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, no, I mean, we'd be trash in the best ways possible, Jess. La- Lafayette Tap Room, when that, that, that garbage bar was open, um, and they had jazz and blues and that stuff. Now, Lafayette Tap Room was great, they had great wings. Actually, Lafayette Tap Room, um, we had uh, when Extreme Makeover Home Edition came to Buffalo and did that house on the west side, we had the rap party at Lafayette Tap Room. And uh, it was because um, I actually had a, a large role in that because I, was actually, I oversaw all the volunteer projects for that Extreme Home Makeover project. And they were talking to me about like places that we could have it. And I said, you know who has the most underrated wings in the city of Buffalo Lafayette tap room. Was that back when um, the, the Lafayette hotel was a, was an opium den? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, like, so like when I say like the Lafayette hotel was trash, the Lafayette tap room, which was a Coke den 
<laughs> was fine. It was fine. But like the 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 part that is the actual hotel or apartments now was just a shooting gallery. Wow. All right. Ouch. <laughs> well, guys, I I think that's uh what do you say? I think that's a wrap for today. So what we got. Yeah, that's that's all we got is just, you know, we remember some bands. Remember some stuff. We had a little, little bit of a nostalgia trip, which I needed right now. I think we all needed that dopamine hit mm-hmm. of good memories as we live in this crazy fucking time. Jess, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, thanks to our pop culture correspondent. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> Jess, you got anything you want to want to promote, share, what what have you? Any causes you want to get out there? Or anything? If not, no big deal. Um, off the top of my head, not the second, but that's good to know. Yeah, I I will say, Jess, my sister. She's a she's a dedicated social worker and does a lot of good for the community. So, so just let's let's appreciate some social workers here. Well, the official position of the Square Podcast is definitely supporting social workers. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Jess, for for everything you do outside of the podcast, and of course, everything you did today. Mm-hmm. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Um, I did get an email this week from Doctor Weaver. Who we had on the show a couple episodes ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's got some things he wants to publicize. I'll share those on Facebook. So if you're interested in seeing any of this stuff, um, it's stuff like COVID breakdowns and other mapping nonsense. That you know, I mean, just imagine like you had a big brain and you worked for Cornell and you were good at mapping and economics. I don't have a big enough brain to imagine myself having that <laughs> bigger brain. But okay. Um, but so listen to, uh, check it out. Uh, we'll link everything on Facebook. Um, and maybe we'll talk about it next week. Yes. And talking a little bit moving in the future. So, uh, a couple things we're still working with Mike Schatzel, uh, potentially for an interview. We had to reschedule. Uh, I know we'd mentioned that on the pod previously, so keep an eye out for that, uh, potentially in the future. We've also, have some more vegetable episodes planned, which I think are really cool um, and really insightful, but also we don't want to, you know, we don't want to turn into NPR cast. I NPR voice guys all the time. Right, right. right. I mean, I'm not John Dickerson. You could be. I mean, I don't have the hair for it. You don't have the hair for it. No. Anyways, that's a wrap on the square. Thanks everybody. And again, follow us on what's our socials, social media square pod buff on Twitter. Yeah, the Square Buffalo on Facebook. You can follow Ryan at the real Ryan Steele. The real, the real Ryan Duh. Steele. The D A. And follow the podcast on on a um, on Twitter, SoundCloud, and SoundCloud, yeah. and Spotify. Right. And- Jess, uh, what's your? Do you have any social media that you want to get out there, or are you like me? Yep. Yeah, nope, you, you can no. follow me right. I, I keep mine. So, well, I don't yeah. have much for social media because dead zone. I yeah. don't. But right. the ones that I have, I keep so quiet. Uh, what are you on Parlor? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jim, what's your social media? Uh, I'm at James Tamel, T as in Thomas, A M as in Michael O L on the Twitter. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm Battle Jim of the Republic. Yes, and as always, you can follow me right to hell because I am not sharing any of my social media info with you people. All right, have a good week, everyone. Be safe. Go Bills.